when I listen to a cycling podcast, what I want to hear is two middle-aged men talking about haircuts. Sound effects are astounding. Ring, 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 ring. Hello. Oh, hello, Mike. It's Niels. Neil, Niels, who? Uh, the Villachino person. Niels Villachino. No, remind me. Remind me. Uh, like quite tall, athletic, lots of hair. Oh, built like an Adonis. Beautiful yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, mate, it's been such a long time. I'd forgotten who the hell you were. I'm quite quite happy that you that you interrupted me because I almost said like uh, most of the time naked. <laughs> <laughs> naked from the waist down. Now he's on video conferences. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, well, how are you doing? Good. Good. Um, the weather's better again. I think last week was a bit grim. Was a bit cold, wet and rainy. I think was it. Honestly, I'm completely confused. I, I forgot my sense of time and days and everything is just confusing. Absolutely. Well, it, yeah, because we were in what? We're in like the fifth week of lockdown now, I think it is. Uh, oh. Maybe fourth week. I don't know. But you're right. We've lost all sense of date and time. We've actually got a bank holiday coming up on Friday. And I'm uh, not was, sure what a bank holiday means anymore. Yeah, I was very confused about it because I thought it was... Monday, but it's, I think, because of VE Day, it's uh, moved to Friday. It is. It is. Yeah. But I'm not sure when uh, we're not at work and we're still at home anyway. I'm not sure what a bank holiday means. But hey, yeah. there we go. So uh, what have you been up to in the last couple of weeks? Uh, oh, big news. Big, big news. Um, big news to the Villachino household. Um, our dog, Benny, has his own Instagram handle now. And you can find him on at Benny Chino. That's great. And is Benny now officially part of the Velocino organization? Yes, actually, he's a chief happiness officer. So he is basically, the as you should know, he's actually the main man behind all of the stuff that we're doing here. Yeah, yeah. I've heard his Labrador point across is very much the brains of the organization when it <laughs> comes to us. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, look, there's one thing uh, now I'm looking at you on video conference that I can't help but miss, which is that you seem to have the COVID-19 haircut. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was um, a hot topic in our house. We were discussing it like since the beginning, actually, of the outbreak. And <laughs> I always thought like, you know, I have no idea how it looks without hair. So just shave it all off. There's this one time in your lifetime where you can look really ugly and nobody cares so yeah. we just saved it all off and the problem is i'm in a, in a very weird state now because yeah. the hair is a little bit too short to put hair gel in but a little bit too long that it actually lies on my head so it's like i don't yeah. know i look you, like a you look like carrot. a well you look like a well-used tennis ball is what I would say. You know, a tennis ball, just before you think, right, uh, I've got to get a new tennis ball. That's that's pretty much what your head looks like. It looks like kind of somewhere between what it's meant to be and a bit fluffy. 
Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. Hannah said earlier I, we might have to change my avatar for the Villachino um, podcast episodes. It's like. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well i think if we're changing uh, avatars if you did mine I've, I've got the other covid19 haircut which is basically an afro uh, yeah. my hair has uh, yeah i needed a haircut before the whole thing started let alone by now um so i'm gonna be letting my wife uh free with a set of scissors um to see what happens uh, and if it all goes wrong i will adopt your hairstyle Actually, you look a bit like Ace Ventura. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this front bit on my hair. I do have the nice Ace Ventura. Though I, I, I woke up the other morning and I honestly, I looked in the mirror and I looked like that scene out of um, There's Something About Mary. Yeah. I don't know what was happening in my sleep. But I ended up with this, this lump of hair yeah. sticking directly up at the front. But hey. You can wash it out. I tell you what, when I listen to a cycling podcast, what I want to hear is two middle-aged men talking about haircuts. Exactly. So I think we should try and drop this subject and talk about something else. So what have you been doing this week uh, in the last couple of weeks that's not been about your haircut? Let me think. It's really like life's getting difficult. Um, so, yeah, as you, as you know, in the beginning, I started like Zwifting almost twice a day for like in the morning commutes and the evening commutes. That was really exciting in the beginning, but it somehow faded off. And um, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. And it, I, I might I might restart it at some point, but I'm not doing it at the moment. Um, I actually started running, so I went running twice. Uh, well, it was more like a run walk, but yeah, you know, start somewhere. Um, the main aim is just to you know lose a bit of weight um, and you know get the overall fitness level up. If we the, the more weight we can lose, the less we're carrying up the climbs. So for when ready for when we get out of the lockdown. Exactly. And also our podcast with Ruth uh, really inspired me. Like just, you know, do a little bit more. I don't know. Most of the people here won't know. But um, before um, COVID-19, I was actually swimming quite often, like three times a week at least. Um, just to, you know, get some, you know, other exercises in and yeah, I, I just missed that. So I just thought I'm, I'm I'm starting running. Most of the people that know me from Wendover, they will actually have a laugh now when when they hear that I <laughs> talk about starting running because I'm basically the picture of a person that doesn't run, and everybody knows about it. It's it's almost like a running gag. A running gag. Yeah. You're built for uh, speed and power, not long distance running. At the moment, I'm just built for sitting in front of a computer. <laughs> 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 just making sure that your sofa doesn't go anywhere that's what that's what i'm really good at if i just make sure the sofa is not going to move i'm just going to stay on it and just make sure it stays here exactly that's pretty much pretty much where i'm at so but just uh to to the previous point um in in terms of swift i, I started now cycling outside again or outdoors again um on on the mountain bike usually just behind the house up wendover woods i have like one lap which is like about an hour and uh, it's really good it's just so much better for for your you know well-being in terms of like your brain if i sit like the whole day in front of the computer i just need to get out and just you know pedal it out oh did you see um spencer wilson who for those of you that listen to the podcast was an artist that was i can't remember which episode he was in uh, but he's just been showing off part of his calendar which is the modern mammal and in there pedal it out was the picture that he particularly shared this week which i really liked 
it's really good artwork and cycling based uh, again if anyone is interesting you should definitely go and have a look but he's got a couple of really good posters uh and they pedal it out one if in doubt pedal it out i think he's more apt than ever at the moment whilst we're all having to spend a little bit more time indoors head to instagram and follow spencer on spencer wilson eight and i think he might change it but at the moment it's the last uh, of his um post that he put up and it's, it's it's beautiful it's a road rider and you can see like sunshine a couple of flowers in the front it, it looks really good it's a fantastic image that you want to see on your uh, office wall and uh, other than what we've seen from spencer there's been quite a few different things coming new stuff that's been coming out from the bike industry over the last couple of weeks we don't normally do too much on product reviews or anything like that but i've been uh, there's been a couple of things that have stuck out for me what about for you anything new that you've seen um yeah a couple of things but also i was wondering the other day like there were like mixed news like some of the news were reporting that um, the demand for bikes just like skyrocketed and everybody wants bikes and even like some of the retailers um, re uh, like got rid of their reduced prices because they couldn't fulfill the demand and others other companies say like well actually no they don't sell as much as they would usually do so this is actually a really interesting point um, I wonder if after COVID-19 you know most of the bikes are somehow built for racing and stuff but racing is not really happening so i wonder what all the manufacturers are actually going to do are they you know using the 2020 models and use them for 2021 or are they just shooting out 2021 models at the end of this year and just basically skip the 2020 line interestingly if you look at the industry at the moment they seem to have shifted away from doing an annual update every year with the same bike with just different colors and they seem to have shifted now to a little bit more sensible approach really which is that they'll update the model when the model needs updating so people mm. seem to be moving away from this idea that every year it's got to be a new model which we all know nine times out of ten yeah it's a different fork and maybe a different shock and maybe you've change the spec of the pedals or something but it's not really a new product so mm, hopefully that will uh, that will change it hang on one sec i've now got a delivery at my door one moment one moment. i will i will wait He's back. He received back. a delivery. I wonder I'm what back. that might I've be. I've had the delivery. Hey, we don't do unboxing on this show either, but uh, I believe these are actually some cycling sunglasses. Oh. That have just arrived whilst on the whilst we're recording. Um, and whilst did, I'm opening that box. Didn't uh, know little little was um, delivering. <laughs> yeah, it's the. Uh, Ordered from the Isle of Mystery from Lidl. There's a pair of sunglasses here. Children's sunglasses, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know if you know, but Mike has a very little head. <laughs> I can't believe the views you give me on the show. Anybody listening to it would think I'm a dwarf with a Pamela Anderson tattoo. <laughs> this, this is not. That's what you are. <laughs> they're wondering what's wrong with my avatar. They're thinking, 
why the hell has that avatar not got a little tattoo on it? And why is it more than like three foot eight? Anyway, but coming back to what we were saying about the bike industry, I think they're moving away from doing the just doing the annual updates, which is good. And also what you said about some bikes are saying, oh, they're selling out and some companies are saying they're not selling anything. I think the people who are buying a new bike now are probably people without a bike. So people getting back into cycling, not necessarily those of us that have already got one. And they're probably, if you're going into cycling, looking for a base model or somewhere in that 500 up to a thousand pound mark. So I can imagine anyone in that space is probably selling pretty well. Uh, and anyone beyond that is probably, if the rest of us are probably thinking, well, if I'm going to go for another bike, I'm going to hold on till I know my job's secure and we're yeah, not true. furloughed and things. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, just a f- friend of mine pointed out um, there's a manufa- the British manufacturer on the more lower end of the scale, uh, Planet X, as an example. They are usually popular for having always heavily discounted prices on their relatively cheap frames already. Mm-hmm. And if you go to the website, none of the frames is um, at the moment discounted. Right? There is one, I think... Is it the EC130 that got like bike of the year for either bike radar or cycling weekly a couple of years back? And usually you could get it, uh, get your hands on it for like I think 3.99, and it's now back to the normal price of like I think what? Well, don't want to lie, but much more. And this is quite interesting. But I've also seen some new bikes still being launched at this point. I guess, you know, on their product cycle, they need to bring them out. And I've been really excited about the new YT Izzo. I don't know. Have you seen that mountain bike? No, I haven't. actually. Ah, Well, YT, I mean, I love I've got a YT Jeffsy and I love those bikes. Uh, but they seem to like every bike manufacturer at the moment, every new mountain bike. It's got longer forks. It's got more travel. It's getting more and I hate the word, enduro, it's all got to be enduro. And they've just brought out this product, which almost takes it back again to something that's going to be just a really fast 130 mil travel trail bike, which let's face it, for 90% of what most of us ride is more than we would ever need. And that's going to be really exciting. I'd love to get a hold of that, except for the the slight problem that the launch model is £5,000. Oi. Yeah, that's, uh, that hurts. Um, no, so that ain't but, but I think it could be a trend, right? Like there's a couple of um, bike, bike manufacturers that are actually um, going back to the roots almost or like making bikes more simpler, if that's the right thing. Like for instance, Ritchie, they um, have completely overhauled their Outback for uh, 2020. And it's beautiful. If you if you had to the Villochino website, I, I edit a picture of it actually. It's very simple, like the the frame is really just like a very simple uh, but beautiful like steel frame and um, it received like carbon um, forks with like um, mounts for like, you know, multiple um, bikepacking stuff that you can attach to it. And it looks really, really, really good. It's definitely one one to, to uh, keep in mind for N plus one. Excellent. Actually, talking of N plus one, I saw um, I saw your N plus one that you shared just recently for Baby Millie. I was very impressed with your review of the pram that you <laughs> just bought. <laughs> yeah, if you if you love the outdoors and you just recently had a baby, um, definitely get the out and about nipper. It's so good. Honestly, if I were a baby, I would want to ride in it. She loved it. It's has like full suspension 
um, like really like tough wheels and stuff. And what uh, what wheel size has it got? Because obviously that's a really big bone of contention for many people. Like your wheel size. <laughs> so it's got like five inch wheels. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're quite quite big. So that's basically one that you can take everywhere. It's really good. It's like three wheels, and then yeah, but yeah, I don't want to uh, drive everybody into boredom now. So let's crack on. <laughs> well, look, the other only other thing I've seen coming out recently that I'm really interested to have a look at is the new 510 shoe that's come out. For those that don't know, Adidas bought out 510. For those of you that ride flat pedals on mountain bikes, you will all know what 510 shoes are. They're absolutely brilliant. Originally coming from rock climbing and they use the same sticky rubber on the sole of their shoes. And they've always been in kind of like a skater style shoe pretty stiff pretty strong great for cycling in not always great off the bike but that's not what you're buying them for anyway adidas bought them a couple of years ago and to begin with did nothing to the brand just watched and saw and just let let the the product continue as it was which is great but they have just brought out their first sort of 510 under the adidas way of working and it's much more of a trainer and it's much less of a cycling shoe. Um, it's getting some good reviews from people that have had it. But, uh, oh, that's going to be interesting to to try on a pair of those. Because I just worry that in trying to make it more of a sneaker, if you like, it's going to lose some of that stiffness and some of that stickiness that we're used to as a 510. So, uh, but I will hold off my my opinion until I've actually tried a pair out soon. And when you hear that, you can just head over to villagino.com. We will have um, a little post about these shoes on there. And just, you know, make up your own mind and leave uh, your idea or like your opinion in the comment section below. And if anyone has tried them, just let us know, because we'd love to know what they're like. And now I can see, uh, Mike, you got your new shades on. Yeah, I've opened my new shades. I've gone for, I've, I've put it off for years and found myself becoming a bit of a what's the word i'm looking up for cycling stereotype snob snob yeah <laughs> gone to the stereotype as much as there's loads of different glasses out there i have succumbed to getting a set of oakley jawbreakers just they're like the every best. other cyclist they're, honestly they're to me like they're the best glasses best shades yeah. you can get i didn't really want a pair because they're kind of the ones that everyone's got and then now you realize why everyone's got them which is that they actually fit they're comfy and they will cover your eyes so uh yes so i'm sat here as they've only just arrived trying to do a podcast and i can barely see the screen because i've got me shades on the good thing is also you can see less of your face so (laughs) (laughs) and before you ask niels no they're not children's spec sunglasses (laughs) baby baby size yeah, yeah, the baby side. <laughs> but hey, uh, other thing you've been doing this week, we got a lovely delivery from you the other day through uh, social distancing still. But you dropped off soap, homemade Velocino soap. That was really fun. Like, um, I thought like, oh, what am I going to do? And how can I make people happy? And I thought, you know, everybody wants soap at the moment to wash their hands because you have to wash your hands every 10 minutes at the moment, I guess. <laughs> and um, so I made soap and it was really fun. So uh, we had like two different uh, scents added. One was rainforest and the other one was olive and honey. 
Lovely. And how do you make soap? Because I thought you made soap from like like melting fat and stuff like that and bits. Yeah, of, human fat. Bits of human. No. Have you watched Fight Club? Fight. Yes, exactly. Okay, I'm gonna admit my entire knowledge of soap comes from watching Fight Club, where they rot down, <clears throat> where they melt down human bodies and turn them into soap. So you did have me worried when you said you were starting up some soap manufacture. To be fair, that's also my only knowledge. <laughs> How did you make it? Did, I mean, do they pre-pack the human bodies for you to melt or do you... No, there's multiple ways of doing it. Either you go the whole process or, uh, you know, start like with um, all the chemicals, but it takes really, really long to settle and so on. And there's a much easier way. Um, and then I can highly recommend it just to try it out at home. You buy the base online and it's called... Um, melt and pour and basically you just you know um do you take, then melt it melt it and pour it uh, yeah exactly you just put oh. it in the microwave melt it it gets liquidy and then you can mix in any scent you want and depending on how much oil you put in depends on like how oily or how soft you want it and um there's like a lot of tutorials online you can add even like porridge to it to give it a bit of a more rough feeling or you can um also take clear ones I, i've taken taken the clear ones but you can also add goat milk as an example to make it a bit more cloudy and uh, it feels very soft on your on your skin it's, it's beautiful you've done a lot more research into this than i anticipated i'm mm, now no, fully expecting yeah. the velocino soap on a rope to be coming out and mm. all the other different things that are going to come with that so yeah that was really fun um and i ordered like many more of these starter kits so yeah, I will um, experiment with many more different scents now moving forward. Maybe Nutella or, or coffee. <laughs> Nutella and coffee. <laughs> the thing is, when you say Nutella, coffee and porridge, these are exactly the things I'm trying to wash off my hands in the first place. So <laughs> having them in the soap, I think, doesn't quite work for me. But hey, let's try it, mate. I, w- I would be delighted to see what the outcomes are. <laughs> I think I think coffee would actually work if you just like take a bit of... Um, you know, coffee grind or something. Yeah. Oh, I see. Give it a go. My favourite smell is a WD-40. So if you could get WD-40 uh, into <laughs> soap, that would I would love that smell. There's something about the smell of that that I absolutely love. Or dirt um, from a swindly forest. That would also be good. Actually, that's one of the things I am missing. Is missing... Great riding locally, but normally you mix up your local riding by going to places. And for me, it's it's often trail centres such as the Swinley Forest. But then it gets you thinking about all the events uh, for this year that we're kind of missing out on. Because, you know, we would plan to go to do Grinduro and all sorts of other different things and the Girona Cycling Festival. And it's just a shame that we're missing out. Yeah, hopefully some of it will be rearranged and we can do it later in the year. Might be a bit colder, but we can still do it. Oh, well, Girona, you can do it like all, all, all year round. I, I, I'm not sure about the Grand Duro, though. I think it wasn't cancelled yet. The initial date was, I think, around the 20th of July. Yeah, and 24th of July. No, it's not cancelled yet. So, fingers crossed, maybe that could be an event that we can actually do. It, um, it's down in Wales, in um, the Diffie or Diffie Forest. It's where the Etherdens are from, right? Oh, it's Welsh, mate. I don't know how, how you're supposed to pronounce it. Uh, let me do that. Diffy? Diffy. Maybe. Diffy. Yeah, it could be. It could yeah. be. I mean, you just don't know. 
so yeah it, that would be quite cool if that would be still on um just you know to maintain a little bit of fitness and you know if this were to be the first event yeah and then the girona cycling festival um i'm personally i'm actually quite excited that it was moved uh yeah i know controversial but for me it was a bit of a logistical uh, situation because I, I was meant to come to go to participate with all you guys like Mike and then uh, lots of the um, our friends from Team Villocino, Jamil, Mark, Mike and so on but my best childhood friend he actually plonked in his wedding on the Friday of the festival so as it looked before I was meant to go to Girona fly out on Thursday come back on Saturday morning and that would basically rule out that I could have participated in the Nocturne Crit in the evening on Thursday and the Grand Fondo on Saturday morning. So, Niels, did you plan coronavirus yourself? Because there's a lot of conspiracy theories. Did you plan coronavirus just so that you could sort out this problem with your, your friend's wedding and the clash between that and the Girona Cycling Festival? Okay, yeah. You see, no. <laughs> you see, people have been talking about Wuhan. I've even seen something about Bill Gates, and I've seen that there's some idiots in the world that think it's 5G that is spreading coronavirus. But it's Neil Schnatt, so that he didn't, he could work out this clash between the Girona Cycling Festival and his mate's wedding. Exactly. No, uh, no, no, obviously not. But um, maybe. Anyways, I'm I'm uh, quite stoked, and uh, yeah, I'm going to book my flights, and hopefully by October it will all be be over. Um, anyways, uh, how are you guys all getting on? Like all your listeners, um, what is your thought about like the new normal or when lockdown is finally over? Are you basically very concerned of traveling? Would you rather stay at home until next year, or are you really craving of going out and just like you know? what is your opinion on how will travel change in the next couple of months? That that would be quite interesting. So on Facebook, under the post of um, this podcast episode, uh, let us know your thoughts and uh, just comment. And we'll get a couple of you guys onto the show as well, just to see what it was that your particular ideas are and anything you've got planned as we finally get ourselves out of lockdown. And talking of um, what we're going to do after lockdown, I've been trying to learn a new skill. What is it? Well, when I was clearing out the garage, which I think lots of people are doing at the moment, um, at the back, I found a unicycle. Oh. And I thought, what it's a small one. It, yes, it's a small one. It's a small one. Five inch wheel. <laughs> Obviously, it's like a stabilizer of somebody else's bike that I've just discovered. But hey, I sorry, uni- sorry, Mike. One, one thing. I just have to clear one thing up. Mike is actually not small. He's actually the same size like me. <laughs> No, don't let people look, look, don't. <laughs> and I don't know why I started with it. Like a couple don't of ruin it. Ago. Don't ruin it, Niels. Leave it. Leave it there. I mean, I'm quite happy being uh, a little person. There's no problem with that. <laughs> people are uh, people are probably going to give me great sympathy. They're probably going to say, look, you know, isn't he great? That guy, despite guy. all his challenges, <laughs> he's still managing to go out cycling bless his little legs spinning round as fast as they can to keep up with big kneels <laughs> <laughs> oh talking my legs spinning round i found this unicycle pumped the tires up took it out into the back garden and i thought to myself i'll get rid of this i'll, I'll, I'll probably set it on ebay or something like that uh, but then it was just stood there looking at me And I thought, do you know what? I've never learned to ride this despite buying it years and years ago. So I got it out and uh, started having a go. So I was leaning 
we've got a trampoline in the back garden no I didn't try it on the trampoline but I kind of lent <laughs> I lent on the trampoline holding onto the trampoline and then was learning to ride it going round in circles now just to be clear to I thought to myself now this could have an accident and at this time I don't want to be picked up by an ambulance causing a problem to the NHS most of all I did not want to be sat in accident in an emergency uh, holding a unicycle in one hand and broken leg in the other because you would look like the biggest prick in the world. So I'm trying to avoid that. So I put my full face helmet on and my downhill padding just to make sure that it wasn't a problem. And my I hadn't spoken to the kids or my wife about this. And they came out into the back garden to find me dressed with a full face helmet on <laughs> all my pads on a unicycle, just going round and round the trampoline like like somebody, a baby trying to ice skate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> on my way around and um, they thought I'd gone completely mad they thought I'd completely lost it under some sort of like COVID-19 insanity Uh, (laughs) but yeah there you go and uh, just a word to everybody this um if you aren't going to try and do a unicycle they're really hard it was fixed and honestly I got off it and my thighs were burning it was such hard work riding a unicycle so what was tougher, um, the unicycle or back then with Richard Thode, the penny farthing? Oh, unicycle by a, by a long way. The penny farthing was, I mean, once you were up there, apart from the fact that we felt so high off the ground, once yeah. you started moving, it was just the momentum kept you going. But with this unicycle, it was like your thighs were constantly burning the whole way around. So anyway, I've tried to do this as my developing my skill. And I'm not touching it again because A, I kept falling off. B, it was exhausting. And C, everyone was laughing at me. I was actually just when you were talking about it, I was considering buying one. You can borrow mine. I'm sure we must be able to do some sort of social distancing drop off at your house. I was was already like in my head having the picture in my mind, me on a unicycle going down Aston Hill. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever been down Aston Hill? Yeah, I walked down there. to take photos of course yeah you got some brilliant photos from your your day at aston hill and i mentioned it on one of the previous podcasts and actually i can see over your shoulder yeah a fantastic photo that you've got printed from a cyclocross is that a world champs or something no so yeah basically what i'm going to do as one of my initiatives for um covid19 i want to you know make my my home office a little bit nicer i decide to you know every couple of weeks i order a canvas print uh 60 times 40 with a wooden frame around it from some of the best prints i had taken in the past and one of the pictures is actually from eston hill and the on the very left the other picture is um taken it in massachusetts in 2017 when i went to the gloucester grand prix i just happened to be there with work anyways and uh, somebody told me like oh there's a cyclocross grand prix so i went there and to take photos and uh, this is actually the picture that you see there is ellen noble a red bull athlete she basically jumped all the obstacles jumps back on her, on her bike and is on her way to the finishing line yeah so basically canvas prints of some of the pictures that actually mean most to me and that i'm very proud of when you're doing your 
photography how do you get photos so for the people for the for the listeners Niels is actually quite I hate to admit this but Niels is quite a talented chap when it comes to the photography uh, and the two princes got a great action shots of cyclists uh, in motion so how do you find those shots do you take as many photos as you can or is it about the positioning is it composition how do you get good photos like that the, the first thing yeah yeah just like take as many pictures as possible <laughs> No, um, I think you just have to, well, I'm, I'm not as good as Mike wants me to be. What I do and what helped me to get some of the better shots was just to have a photographic mind and um, basically have an idea how you would want the photo to look. For instance, you know, sometimes just kneeling down um, takes a difference or, uh, sorry, makes a difference or you just like stand on something and take a picture down can make a difference and also you need to know where the action happens you know when you are at a cyclocross race so where do basically people tend to come into awkward situations it's often quite a good spot you know like um if, if there's a slight downhill with a you know um with a turn on the bottom and it's very muddy maybe take the photo right there and uh, not at a very boring place or you know when there's a downhill race look where you get a lot of air in and also what i like is um, not just the, the rider himself or herself um always try to you know add a bit of context to it so basically have the audience in if it's a downhill race have a couple of trees in there and stuff just don't make it boring like nobody wants to see just a bloke or a girl on the bike those photos that you do are absolutely stunning and if anyone is interested in having a look at some of those um some of them are on the website aren't they as well yeah actually i can write a post about them and just like take photos of these two just to give you an idea how it looks so basically when this podcast comes out there will be a small post with um these two prints mm. and let me know what you think only good stuff if you don't like them don't comment yeah exactly but they are really really impressive prints really good yeah. and talking to prints there is a new line to the Velocino merchandise isn't there not only do we have the shirts that people can get we have the fabulous socks and various other things you've managed to supplement with something new and i am very excited about receiving mine very soon is it the animal mug it is the enamel mug yes yeah it's really really good so i just want to spice up my coffee time um so so um I, I printed a couple of 30 or so of um enamel mugs with the velocino logo in the front it's white and then on the back side it's like a little scribble uh saying um the best stories have not yet been written just to remind you while you're drinking coffee or your tea in front of your laptop you should actually be riding outside and i love that they are the enamel mugs that you normally get when you're camping so yeah, they're kind exactly. of like a bit more of a an action mug to remind you of being outside it's the kind of thing you have when you sat around the campfire it's lovely and I, by the way Niels, Niels, just just a quick thing you know you just said i've only printed 30 right? yeah that no what you need to do is you need to say they are limited edition they're a limited edition of 30 oh of, okay no yeah yeah limited edition run and if people would like them they need to get there really quick if they would like one. Oh yeah by the way most of them are actually sold already via facebook so if you would like one socks or anything else uh do head over to the Velocino website where you can see all of the merchandise and, and have a look and see what's on there. And you can you can still buy it. Deliveries are still going out. Uh, and my one thing that I would put in a vote for is still the trail jersey, which I still wear every time I'm mountain biking when it's clean. And it is absolutely superb. 
I think I only have three left. Hey, I like it. Limited yeah. edition. The limited edition. Put a number uh, on each of the last three. <laughs> exactly. And also, I, I want to highlight, it's not really just merchandise, Home Access. It's basically our own brand. So we ordered it um, directly with the help from a manufacturer and all the quality is kick-ass quality. I, I would buy it if I wouldn't have anything to do with it, just for you to know. And it's all limited editions. It's all limited editions. Excellent. <laughs> So looking at future podcast guests, I guess actually it's probably worth looking back at the last ones we've had. We've had some pretty big names in terms of guests, haven't we? Yeah, that was fantastic. First of all, um, uh, we spoke to Simon Voisey from the Musette Café and the Musette Café all of a sudden, (laughs) not all of a sudden, and the Musette Café is definitely like a name that a lot of people in the UK already know. I, I hear that all the time from people that um, say like, oh, you live clo- clo- uh, near the Musette Cafe. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, back then it was always like, oh, you live near near Aylesbury. And now it's always like, oh, you live near Oldbury. <laughs> so that's, that's quite good. So we spoke to Simon and um, about the Musette Cafe. It's definitely um, very worth um, a listen. A fantastic chap. Uh, we learned how what the story is behind the Musette Cafe and um, how they are dealing with the COVID-19. And yeah, for them, it's definitely very challenging with cafes being closed. And yeah. And then we had Michael Broadwith, which was a, a great evening. And uh, we recorded a hell of a lot more than we were able to put into our podcast. There was a lot more drinking going on through that one as well. So hopefully people listening to it got the sense of fun that we were having. <laughs> That was really, really good. And somehow uh, Mike was trying to drag Mike and me into like the 24-hour race next year or this year. Like, and now I think it's not going to happen. I'm sorry, but I just, I, I don't see me, me me doing it. I In a way, I wish I would be the person to do it, but I'm definitely not the person to do it. But we are still having certain, like we are still planning on doing something around that maybe we, you know, can have three of you guys applying for a spot in the team and we support a team that's going there, not driving ourselves, but we would have like a team uh, of three or something. I don't know. We will we will think about it. It's, yeah, that uh, is something we can definitely do because I think it'd be anything we can do to encourage people doing it would be great. We're, yeah. we're probably just not the athletes to be able to uh, <clears throat> survive. But yeah, that was really interesting, Michael Broadwith. The one thing that uh, there's one thing from that interview that keeps going through my head every time I'm on Zwift, which was when he shared that he would ride for 80 minutes at 360, 380 watts, I think it was, 370 watts, something around that. Shitloads, yeah. Yeah, basically a long time with shitloads of watts. And every time I'm on Zwift, I think to myself, right, how long could I maintain that for? And I think I'm up to about 45 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but that was uh, really interesting. Listen to Michael. And then Mike. And then we moved on to Ruth Astle, a, a professional, another professional, a uh, professional triathlete rather than cyclist. Though. Yeah, that was really, really good. Um, we wanted to have her on the show for a long time already. The reason it took quite a long time to get her on was because we actually wanted to go there because I don't know if you know but Ruth Essel she has her own YouTube channel which is really cool and they always sit in this little cafe where she's recording from and Mike and I actually want to go to check out this cafe so it took a little bit longer but well we we had the recording via Skype which was still cool it was really it was highly entertaining I think Uh, we learned so much about like 
triathlon and how it actually is to be become pro because i personally i didn't have any idea how to turn pro now that you mentioned how it is it's actually relatively straightforward it's obviously performance based and different rules for different countries depending on where you're from going to be tough for her this year without any races i guess as you mentioned she's very excited for next season because she just has a couple of more months to prepare herself yeah and i have to say she was a lovely person to speak to both during the podcast and around it she was absolutely fantastic really really lovely person and also has some top tips in there for uh, selections of gin and British wine, which she is doing. It was great to speak to a professional athlete that seems to have the great, the right balance of life between training hard and just enjoying life and not taking it all too seriously, making sure she has fun as well. Yeah, because that makes it sometimes quite difficult, you know, like uh, following certain role models or professionals that are, you know, so brushed up from like, you know, from there sponsors or the managers like don't say that don't say that don't don't do that don't do that always be a role model i think for me personally it's so much more appealing to speak to a person also hear of a person who's just like a little bit more a normal person like very approachable that was really really good absolutely great and i can't wait to uh to see her on the pro circuit and be supporting us that was great so look that was our last three episodes what are we going to do next how are we going to top this Niels? how are we going to make this even bigger and better what do we do next yeah we reached out to a couple of people already that we have semi-confirmed for for the future Um, but also we need your help so the listeners help we would like to know what brings you back to the show and what would you like um, to listen to like is it more professional people is it more people from the industry like manufacturers shop owners is it a mix of all of them is it more like average people like the average show that you know just achieved something fantastic what would bring you back to listen to the show if you have something in mind please really send us an email to podcast at villocino.com indeed whilst we have been looking at pro athletes and all the rest of it we'd also like to get some of you guys on the show so do send us uh, an email it'd be lovely to share any outlooks you've got stories ideas and updates that would be fantastic so mike any plans for tonight um are you going riding or something Well, actually, I'm not waiting for this evening. I'm going to head off this afternoon. My work schedule has allowed me a bit of a window open from two o'clock. So I'm going to get on my bike, get outside, enjoy this decent weather uh, and some of the dry trails up in the woods. What about yourself? Are you riding? Today, I I will jump on my mountain bike, do my usual loop, like an hour around the house. Great. Well, look, everybody, thank you for everybody who's listened. We've got this is another one of our bit of our shorter episodes. If you want to leave feedback, please send us an email at podcast.bellicino.com. If you'd like to leave us a glowing review on iTunes, that would be great. Thank you very much. And if you'd like to get in touch with the show in any way, please do. In fact, one little mission for people, it'd be great to see where people are listening to the Bellicino podcast. So if you can take a photo of yourself, stick it on Instagram or stick it on Facebook and tag us, that would be great. We'd love to build a picture up. We do know that we've got uh, at least one farmer that listens to us in his tractor. And so, Tom, if you could send us a photo and anybody else, that would be great. So, in the meantime, go out, ride your bike first. The best stories have not yet been written.